Whoa. Drew, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Oh, man, I'm fucking here for the same reason you are. I'm, like, drinking as always. All right, well, steam. hey, hear me out. I know we usually go to this spot. Okay. But I've heard about this other spot. Oh, yeah? All right. Not many people know about it. I like that. But because we're kind of involved in the industry, we can probably get it. Yeah. We get, like, a service industry, like, discounter. You got to know people to get you in gotta kind of thing. You got to kind of know people, all right? This like place is, it's kind of speakeasy. speakeasy, right? It's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we always do the kind of same shit. And this place is rather cool, which we are not. But let's do something right. cool tonight. Yeah, I'm down, dude. Let's go check it out. All right, dope. All right, let's head on in. Welcome to Mizan Plaster, the podcast about the service industry by the people who work in it for the people who work in it. Thanks for fucking joining us. You didn't have to, but you did. I'm Colin. This is Andrew. And this week we are going to be delving into or diving, delving, diving into the history of whiskey on an installment of the Time Traveler series that Sean and I started up a while ago. So we're going to be doing that today. But before we start our uh, episode, man, how, how was your last shift? Well, I just got home. Um, we're in that Relatively weird... fast, too. Well, we're in that weird area in between Super Bowl and St. Paddy's Day where people are trying to be good, but also people are still worried about COVID. So, I don't know. Things are consistent. Nothing weird happened. It's just kind of a yeah. normal day. Kept my shirt on the whole day. Uh, what? That's not... Like you. I know. I you're know. You're supposed to take your shirt off, man. You're a full, full service bartender. That's I what know, you do. That's why people come to see you. Some days it's Just not called for. All right. Some days people <laughs> no, I aren't, get it. <laughs> they're not there for it. So right. uh, but it was right. a good shift. I got no complaints. I ate a BLT when I was bored. Nice. A board BLT. A board BLT. A board LT. <laughs> a board LT, you know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I got no complaints. Uh how was your last shift? Okay, so I no longer work in the service industry anymore, Yeah, I'm man. excited for this conversation. Yeah, no, I got the fuck out. But my last uh, shift within the industry, I kind of went out in a blaze of glory. I pretty much told my former chef to go fuck himself pretty hard. And honestly, looking back on it now, still pretty proud of it. Nice. Bridge, but I don't give a shit. I mean, I was over 14-hour days, you know what I mean? And yeah. not... I wanted to get off like half an hour early because I had been there since like eight in the morning. And uh, it's just, uh, it was just, it was a whole thing. You know what I mean? We can talk about it after this if you really want to. Oh, yeah. yeah, No, I do, uh, I do maintenance work now with my old man at a assisted living facility. And and dude, it's, it's, it's tits. I love it. It's so easy. Like I get to work at my own pace. I don't have the stress of like 900 tickets coming in at one time. Like it's, it's fucking great. That's fucking awesome, man. I am happy that you got out when you needed to. I'm happy you went out in a blaze of glory. And it sounds like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm doing great. Like, mental well-being is, like, through the roof. So oh, that's nice. Oh, fuck yeah. That, you, right. you can't compromise that with anything. Like, let's right, go. Right. All right. Well, before we get into the week, uh, this week's topic, man, um, what, uh, what are you drinking this episode? Oh, yeah. Um, so I've got a water. And then I actually have kind of a cool thing that I'm drinking tonight because I like figured I should probably tincture. drink whiskey. Um, well, yeah, that's only fitting. So I got some samples at the bar uh, from the house of Akashi. And this is Oh, a- Akashi Ume, the Japanese shit? Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. Akashi is good shit. Yeah. Do you have the plum flavored one? No, no, I don't. Dude, the the Akashi Ume is a plum flavored uh, flavored whiskey, and it's goddamn delightful. I might it's expensive, but worth every penny. I might have one of those sitting at work, um, but I just was trying to get out of there as quickly as possible, and <laughs> yeah, I, I grabbed it. this one. <laughs> uh, so I have the White Oak Japanese blended whiskey, um, mm. and we'll get into the process and stuff ever mm-hmm. everything later. But uh, this is from the. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this. Igashima Shuso, and it's the smallest distillery in Japan and the closest to the okay. coast uh, at Kobe Bay. Kobe. 
Kobe. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but it's uh, pretty delightful. It's, uh, I don't drink a lot of, I'm going to say it, scotch, and we'll get into that later. Um, mm-hmm. But, God, it's good. The way it just, it warms your entire esophagus all the way down into your uh-huh. stomach. And yeah, especially, it's like tonight, right now, the New York weather is insane. The high today was 63. The low was 31. Insane weather. We were like negative 20 today with wind chill. I'm not talking about like if it's a consistent within 15 degrees, that's cool. But 30 degree differential, (laughs) that's what I'm concerned with. I like unmanageable. I'm, I'm fine with negative degree weather. I'm fine with fucking super hot weather. But when I have to leave my house and it's 65 degrees and they're telling me by the time I come home, which is nine hours later and I work at normal times, that it's going to be 31. That's crazy. Global warming's a thing. It's a thing. All right. We're taking that stance now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Drew, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I mean, in the spirit of this spirit, mm. I am drinking a Canadian blend. Nothing fancy. It's the same old shit I always drink. It's just fucking Canadian Springs. But hey, I want to make like it sound fancy like, for the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh, and uh, Chaser. Apparently, Sonic makes fucking seltzers. Dude, I saw now. that. How are they? Eh, it's expected. Okay. You know what I mean? All like right. they had the one, the I don't know if you ever had the ocean water from Sonic. The oh yeah, the actual drink you can get. They turned that into a seltzer, and it's it's not the same. But it was palatable, okay, for all intents and purposes. Well, that's cool. All right, yeah. You know, I don't really have Sonics out here, but when I go home, I will try one. Right. All right. Well, okay. So getting into this uh, this week's episode, um, for. All of our listeners, you should know what fucking whiskey is at this point. Because if you're listening and you don't know, the fucking what? Like, you... Mm. But um, whiskey is a spirit, distilled spirit, usually made from... Oh, I found this out. It's essentially beer when it's first brewed because it uses wort Yep. Um, during the distilling process. Um, but yeah, it's basically a spirit... Uh, an alcoholic spirit uh, distilled from fermented grain mash. And the grain can be all all, all kinds of things. Um, let's see. There's You can have barley, corn, rye, wheat. And I'm, I'm sure there's more I'm missing. Can you think there's of any others? More, but it's like yeah. the list goes on. Whiskey is such a weird, wide topic. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, I mean, people argue all the time about when whiskey was actually invented. It's mm-hmm. very dramatic. Like, it's all very dramatic, and everyone needs to chill out. <laughs> right. I mean, some. I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? If you want to be like, I don't know, is there, what's, what would technically be like a, like a sommelier for whiskey or like spirits? Is there a word for that? I should have looked that up. I'm definitely sure there is a title um, similar to like a brewmaster or a distillery master. Uh, you know what it is? Alcoholic. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> there it is. We figured it out. Done. Right. End of podcast. Oh, right. man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> but no, as far as like origins and shit go, um, I found out the that the etymology of the word uh, is Gaelic. In um, origin, and I'm gonna butcher this, but it was originally called a word USC or USD, which basically translates to um, what is it like water or something water? Which I mean, essentially, that's what it is. That's the base of whiskey is fucking water, depending on yeah, I can't think. Of oh, it just translates to water. It's just water? Just translates to water. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Fuck, I'm, I missed that. <laughs> Goddamn. I did my research, I swear. <laughs> oh, yeah. I read through your notes, and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to learn today. All right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I learned, um, yeah, that it was first, um, or at least the, the techniques for brewing 
whiskey were practiced by um, the Babylonians in Mesopotamia around the second millennium BC, uh, but they didn't they didn't drink it. They were primarily using it for perfume, uh, perfumes and aromatics, which, I mean, I don't really like the smell of whiskey. Like, I've never gone to, I don't, I've never had a scented candle that was just like, oh, it's it's bourbon scented. Like, I don't want my house to smell like a goddamn dive bar. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I have, I have met a woman that I haven't known very long at all. And I have kissed them, and they have tasted like whiskey and smelled a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah? So I <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know. Right. Uh, but hold on. Were you were you drinking at the time, too? Of course. Of course you fucking were. So, yeah. I, I mean, who cares? It's, it, it was the heat of the moment. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the aspect of when I was smoking cigarettes. Like, I would make out with people to smoke cigarettes all the time. And then right. after not smoking cigarettes, I get reminded, oh, no. Uh, cigarettes. That's what it tastes like. All right, cool. All right. Here's a mint. Yeah, wh- and then talk to me in two minutes. Does it does it make you miss cigarettes, the taste? Every once in a while, the smell makes me miss cigarettes. And really? every once in a while, I will still have a cigarette, but right. I got to be three sheets to the wind. And Just then I usually get through half of it, and I think... Why did I do this? And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, <laughs> I should get another cigarette. Right. And then just smoke half of it and then do the same thing. Do on repeat, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, let's see. Um, as far as like spelling and shit goes, because you've seen whiskey spelled with an E and without an E. And I looked into it and I couldn't find a reason why. It was spelled with an E and without an E. Um, to quote Dwight Schrute, there are basically uh, two schools of thought. Uh, one is basically regional, like how some people spell color with a U or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the other one is whiskey with an E is common in Ireland and the U.S., with the spelling being very inconsistent in the United States. Um, in the U.S., uh, usage has not been consistent. Since the 1960s, American writers have increasingly used whiskey with an E uh, in it for whiskey made outside of the U.S. Um, But I did learn that some more prominent distillers in America, um, example, Maker's Mark, Old Forester, shout out to being bottled in Bond, and Dickel spell it um, without an E. And uh, it is regulated. I've never even noticed that. Like, Really? I mean, I've had like debates and shit about it. I've, I mean, well, I, I, I've, clearly I was wrong. I've noticed the different spelling, but on those name brands, I always assumed it was an EY because I've always understood it as a regional thing. But I mean, I mean, also specifically like an American thing. Like we're like, hey, we mm. spell it with an EY. We're right. right. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah. Right. Let's go <laughs> fuck the metric system type deal. Right. <laughs> um, so, but I, I mean, tomorrow when I go to work, one of the first things I'm going to do is pick it? up a bottle of Makers and be like, oh, okay. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, well, I did learn that it's, um, there is a, like a standard for whiskey and shit that is regulated by... The standards of identity uh, of the standards of identity for distilled spirits, uh, which is a thing here in the U- U.S. And they use the spelling uh, with the e. Like I mean, it's it's pretty much fucking all subjective. It's yeah, that's that's all it is. Right. I mean, does it really matter at the end of the day? Like you're drinking it, you're gonna get a fucking buzz. Like who who gives a shit? Right. Like if you're. You're going to probably enjoy it because you know usually what you're looking for. And if you don't know what you're looking for, hopefully you enjoy it. And uh, if you don't, right. I don't know, drink a gin. Just, or just drink until you don't care anymore. You know what I fucking mean? <laughs> All right. Um, so that's just a, a, a very, very brief history of the the history of whiskey and I'm sure we missed a fuck ton, but I don't want to compress 
the entire history of whiskey into an hour podcast. No. Do you want to get through everything and argue about when it was actually invented? Because no, nobody wants to do that. We like to drink it. We're happy that it's here. And right. that's at the end of the day. That's all I care about. Right. Booze, <laughs> booze now. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, booze. Booze more. Booze now right. in my mouth. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Two, please. Make, make it a fucking double. <laughs> all right. So... Um, moving on to how whiskey is actually made. Um, I learned that there are, are distillation techniques that were probably, da, 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 we already went over that. Oh, the earliest records of distilling, distilling actually alcohol for consumption were in Italy, which I thought was fucking weird. Cause I thought Italy was like for wine, you know what I mean? But apparently in Italy in the 13th century, um, they were uh, whiskey was distilled from wine. How that process works, I don't know. I didn't look too much into it. Ah, uh, that's similar but, to um, like a port. Okay, see, I don't know how port's made. A port is a fortified wine. So, well, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that because I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm going to be wrong, and I just don't even want to start that process. Right, don't um, get egg on your face. But I mean, yeah, with I mean, Italy was already they were producing. Highly alcohol content wines. So I'm sure that somewhere in that process, that is how it was developed. And I won't get into something I don't really truly know about, but I know they had fortified wines. So, well, hold on. What, 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 what? Okay. See, I don't know much about fortified wine. What makes it a fortified wine? Why is it not just regular fucking wine? Um, because there is a process in which produces. Okay, there's two schools of this, and I know one school relatively well. The second school, I don't. Um, but mm-hmm. with a fortified wine, there is typically additional alcohol added, not just like pouring moonshine into a wine to make it stronger, um, but mm-hmm. there is it's an entire process. Um, I mean, a lot of ports are used for cooking or they're an aperitif. It's a nice like mm-hmm. dessert wine. They're typically extremely sweet. There's a lot of sugars added to them. Which is uh, uh, helping okay. that process. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I've had I've had good ports and shit. I didn't know. Yeah, really anything about that. Not a huge fan but, of ports, um, but they exist. Right. Oh, um, so like I said in Italy, but the art of actual distillation, um, like for consumption, reached uh, Ireland and Scotland um, somewhere around the fifteen fifteenth century with um, the European practice of aqua vitae or spirit alcohol, um, which was was used for consumption and also for medicinal purposes, um, which I thought was very interesting because, let's be honest, some people do drink for medicinal purposes, like, I had a bad day, I'm going to blow off steam fucking whiskey. Welcome to my entire life, all right? <laughs> all right? Welcome to my money bags. Right. Welcome to my life. Not that I have money bags, but people like to give me their money. <laughs> right. I mean, that's part of your job, bro. That'd be weird if they fucking didn't. And fuck, fuck yeah. them if they don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another fucking weird, uh, cool thing I learned was um, whiskey was actually used as a form of currency during the American Revolution. Like, George Washington actually operated... Uh, a large distillery at Mount Vernon, oh. which I thought was w- weird because I've heard of like um, like Slavic countries like Russia and shit using vodka as a form of currency, but I didn't know that was like a or a translated to American whatever culture. I wonder how much you got paid, like wh- like for like a week's worth of work. Here's two flagons of like whiskey. Well, it, it's such a, I mean, just to get into a little bit of just like the workforce in Scotland and whiskey, and well, scotch specifically, um, mm-hmm. most of the workers that worked in those factories yeah. couldn't afford it. They could not afford any booze. So they would carry what is called a copper dog, which is essentially a skinny flask. I actually have a copper dog sitting next to me. I don't know why I'm not showing. Yo, it. Yo, yo, yeah, let's see this shit. And I will be when I send stuff to you um, after I get everything. But 
This is a copper duck. I'll we'll take a picture once we start our Instagram. I'll put it on there. Uh huh. I know the guy that like is whatever. We'll get into that because that okay. dude's great. Um, but you, uh, listeners, uh, just for a visual description, it's essentially a large vial with a cork. That's it on it. Yeah. They would dip it into the barrels. They would attach it to the inner part of their thighs, and uh. that's how they were able <laughs> to drink. They could not afford it. Like so, wait. They they snuck it out. They snuck it out, 100%. Good. Good for them. Sticking it to the fucking man. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, alcohol is, well, I mean, has always been a prized object, even mm -hmm. in this current day and age. So, I can't imagine True. what someone would have to do, like, how much, what would they would have to do to get paid for even a tiny amount of alcohol? People fucking love booze. Mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, it's a fucking thing. I mean, it's it's never going away. No. You know what I mean? It's so ingrained into who we are. No, you the, um, America tried to get it to go away. And then then moonshine. Right, look how that fucking worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. jokes on you. We're drinking it right now. <laughs> um I don't know. That that's a nice little fun fact I didn't think I was gonna bring up. So Right. No, that, no, that's cool. I didn't fuck I didn't I didn't know that was a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Like and I fucking honestly I think that's very fucking cool. Like fuck you, like, I'm working who knows how many hours a fucking week, and I can't even afford the product that I'm making. Right. Like, suck my dick from the back. I'm taking a vial or whatever and that fucking thing was called. When they do home. that, they're not even getting, like, the top product. They're getting it, like, fucking raw. The runoff. Like, right. they're getting it raw. They, It's not aged. It's just, I, the event that I went for this company, they had a massive whiskey barrel set up, and... You would come up and you would dip one into there and you'd pour it into this large container. And for however much that container was, they raised money for, I want to say, I want to say, I don't know. I don't remember what they were raising money for, but I think it had to do with dogs because the the owner loves dogs. So Just help, help yeah. dogs keep eating boners or some shit like that. But yeah, you know, dogs, for my female. dogs, the hard dicks, that, right. that fucking <laughs> company. But it was, no, it was delightful, and it was a nice learning experience, and I got to dip one into the barrel just as they That's would, cool. and I didn't strap it to my leg because I was already drunk, so yeah. Right. Honestly, when you say, like, they were strapping it to their legs, that reminds me of, uh, kind of a tangent here, but when I used to have to, like, try to pass when I used to smoke weed and like passing piss tests and shit like that, like, ah. you got to keep it between my balls and my legs so it's, like, temperature, like, yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Oh, see, it makes me just think of, like, trying to sneak booze into somewhere. Because, like, I got really creative with sneak sneaking many things into many places. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely booze was uh, when I was younger, you know. Right. Yeah, same. Inside same. of that leg with some, bre like, boxer briefs or compression shorts. I know that game. Right. <laughs> Looks spanks for your fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... um for those of you who don't know, whiskey is brewed in a, in a wort, which is the the grain, barley, whatever have you, water. It's it's just fermented, right? Yeah, slightly, right? So, and and that um, is just a, like a purely a base, but that is brewed in a still, which is nine times out of ten, I've never heard of one that isn't copper, because apparently the copper. Um, takes out sulfurs, sulfur compounds from the wort because if it wasn't brewed in that, it would taste like shit. Like no one would fucking drink whiskey. It wouldn't be the thing, thing that it was today if it wasn't for the copper still. The copper still was an incredible advancement in distilling. Mm -hmm. I mean, even <sighs> like you can look at other types of alcohol. There are certain wines that are distilled in stainless steel and even now the the process in some cases is perfected enough that they can make whiskey in a stainless steel still um, but it is really yes the the process though of whiskey in general across all boards is so it's so stacked in tradition yeah everything about it and that's why it's such a i get that like not political in the sense of politics, but just like the way that you have to name a whiskey is always such a thing that you have to worry about. Right. You can't call it bourbon unless it's from the, yeah. You can't the, call the it bourbon Scotch county unless of it's from Scotland, even though it's made the same exact way. And like, I mean, the the whiskey. Well, 
with I guess we're in the distillate uh, distillation process. The market for it is so incredible because once you you look at Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels, one of the biggest distributors of whiskey in the mm-hmm. entire world. Mm-hmm. Not a whiskey I'm a fan of. But no, it's, it's gross. It's I gross. do not like Jack Daniels. People love it. It tastes like all four right. cleaner. It's pine salt. Like I'm not a I'm not like, like yeah. But you look at what they do with their barrels after they're done. All right, because they can't use them again. It has to be a new white oak charred barrel. Yep. So they after you can only huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! After they use those barrels, they either just sit there or they have to sell them. So they fucking sell them off. All right. There is a Filipino rum company called Tandwai. Tandwai is the biggest purchaser of Jack Daniel barrels. Because all of their rum is aged aged. in Jack Daniel barrels. Like, fucking wild from beginning to end. You look at the process of what they use for their slop or the mash after they, before they start the aging (sighs) process. Well, that's what what the companies call it. That is sold to companies for grain feeds for cattle. Woof. No shit. So we 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 so we we're essentially getting whiskey marinated fucking steaks. Fuck yeah, we are, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the right. Midwest, son. It's Let's go. On the table, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> so it's such a if you do it right, and it's such a hard industry to get involved in because even a lot of the newest whiskey companies, a lot of it's flavored vodka, essentially. Like yeah, and no, one hundred percent. Like if you get the bottom of the barrel, shit. Yeah. But if like, I mean, just off top, I'm thinking like prestige, like that's just vodka with like caramel in it or some shit. That's like that. pretty much you know it. I mean? But yeah. from front to back, if you are a like high end whiskey company, you're making money off of every single product that you're using. It's an insane industry. As you should. I mean, I get. I mean, I understand the practice. Like, don't waste. Like everything is. Um, has some sort of monetary value or use for it. You know what I mean? Being, I mean, being an ex chef, like I understand that, like not wanting to waste products. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I can't use that by itself, but I can turn it into this with this, and then fucking make guac. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so it's it's essentially like the walk-in special of like whiskeys and shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So fucking, uh, I have to ask, what? Um, I want to get into regions and shit like blends and whatnot, malted whiskeys, single barrels, you know what I mean? What is your, do you have like a definitive like whiskey that you go to? Like, and don't say Jameson. Fuck off. Why would I, you know me better than that. Right. I mean, that's, that's service industry standard. First of all, if I was picking an Irish whiskey that I would go to as just like a quick whiskey, it's Telemore Dew all fucking day. All right. Really? If I'm taking a go to just like you got that done, I just I'm trying to shoot it. I'm trying to just quick drink it. It's not Jameson. I'll drink Jameson. I I like it. Right. But Tullamore Dew, it's a much more solid whiskey. I do like Tullamore Dew. It's it's it not as sweet. Good. It's got a good smokiness to it. And if you're just looking to put it down, it does the trick. Word. And it's not super peaty, which I I enjoy. Cause yeah. that you get too much peat on that shit. It's just like, uh, it's not the, it's not the kind of burn that I like. Right. You know what I mean? That's a, I mean, there are different times for different things. And if I'm going right. with, if I, like I am predominantly a bourbon drinker, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm just putting shots down and then I guess it's more Irish, it's like in the Tully family, I don't want to waste a good whiskey on just taking shots of it. Right. So well, why would you? That's like a, that would be almost like a slap in the face to the process of what yeah. you're drinking. You know what I mean? Like, do you have any idea what it took like, to get this to you? And then you're just going to shoot it? Yeah. You're not 19 anymore. Grow up. Right. You, you, right. I'm, like, there's two different styles. One, or 21. I'm here to get drunk. One, I'm here to enjoy. And if I were to choose a house of whiskey that is probably my favorite house, it's going to be in a bourbon situation, uh, Four Roses. They're single batch. Yo. Their single four batch is my favorite whiskey. Is the shit. Four, oh, so Four Roses bourbon, your favorite whiskey, hands down, that's your their, favorite whiskey. Their single barrel batch, is that's that right there, if I see that, that's what I'm getting. Immediately, like, if yep, If I see that they even cart. have the regular bottle, 
fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. That's that's it. Yeah, I've never been disappointed by Four Roses, like, no. ever. It is a solid whiskey. It does not break the bank. Yeah. Okay, I, where, yeah. Where, where, where is it distilled? Uh, is it in Tennessee? It's Kentucky. Oh, it, it is? Fuck, it is Kentucky. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Why was I thinking? No, I'm thinking Jack Daniels, my bad. Oh, yeah, no. But, I mean, okay, so are, are you, like, one of those super snobs who are like, oh, this isn't... This is an actual fucking bourbon. No, I don't give a shit about any of that political bullshit when it comes to whiskey. You like it or you don't. If I want to look at a Japanese whiskey and I want to call it a scotch, guess what? It's made in the same exact process, but not in the same region. Yes, it's using different water. Yes, whatever. I don't... Yeah, I was about to ask you about how do you feel about the waters and, like, regions and shit, like, salinity, like, um, soil, like... I think that I feel like that's like borderline being like a wine snob or it, you know what I mean. I think it all comes into an effect, but I'm I'm not that practice or my palate is not that renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, or so it, to me, it makes no difference, um, or it right. does make a difference, but not a difference that I really care about. I like it, right. or I don't. Right, right, right. Like I can't taste the impurities of it. Yo, I did actually fucking, I saw some shit. I think it was, I can't remember the name of it, but I want to say Suntory um, actually beat out um, the Scots a number of years ago for best scotch in the world. I honestly which think is that unheard makes, of. It's, I, I don't think it's unheard of. I think it makes a lot of sense. Really? How so? Because... Like, scotch is so steeped on tradition and how they operate, and everything is by the book of what their ancestors have done. While Mm -hmm. Japanese whiskey, they're taking strides. They're making power moves. Within the past five years, Japanese whiskey, it's crushing most competitions. They bought Jim Beam. Get the fuck out of here, really? Yep. So uh, that, that the, the sour mash is no longer a fucking American. I'd well, love to see Jim it. Jim Beam is not a sour mash. Bim D, Jim Beam is a Kentucky straight. Nah, really? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I'm going to fucking look it up right now. I'm pretty sure it's sour mash. No, because Jack Daniels is a sour mash, and I hate Jack Daniels. I like Jim Beam, but I'm pretty sure it's sour mash. Hey. No, I, look it up. I'm looking it up. All right. Hold on. Hold your goddamn horses. No, I'm not going to enter my age. Like, I'm obviously of age. Right. Yeah, but Google doesn't know that. Yeah, I know, but they probably should. They see what I look up. All right. Right. You have a, you're using your computer camera right now. They can see you. Yeah, they can see me. I don't give a fuck. All, All right. right. Big brother is watching. Am, no, stop asking me my age. I just show me an image. <laughs> I'll look at a bottle and I will tell you for sure. I don't care. Yes, Jim Beam is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. With an EY. Oh, uh, there we go. This now I can see your like... face again. <laughs> so is I really oh man, I was really I was ready I was about ready to die on that hill. I was like hundred percent thought it was a sour mash. Nope. Well, I mean the bottles have same similar shapes, so maybe that's why I got to I mean, confused. They're all built in that same styling of just like southern nostalgia. Right. My my granddad used to drink this before he beat me. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that kind of deal. So <laughs> right. I get it. I'm just surprised that I haven't seen like a Japanese whiskey come out with like a super Southern American like label, and I would be so confused. Dude, that would honestly that would be great. Like that's that would be like such a slap in the face to like distillers in Tennessee and Kentucky. It's like it's kind of what a big what a, like what a big middle finger to like fuck you. We do it better. Like like with that Southern styling, but still Japanese characters. Fuck yeah, I support it. I'm here for it. Let's try it right. out. Right, I, I would crush that for sure. Yo, how are you enjoying that uh, Akashi? Oh my god, it's so good. I'm trying yeah, not I'm to just down this. I. It's, it's and you're so drinking smooth. it out of the right glass. Yes. It was either uh, I drink it out of this. If this wasn't as nice as it was, I was going to break out my um, Death Star ice cubes and drink a oh, whiskey. Nice. But I Do you can't. have the form and shit? Huh? You have the form? Like oh, the, yeah. yeah. I got it. Uh, I got it for Christmas this past year. I haven't utilized them yet. Waiting for the right day. Maybe the 4th. Yeah. Maybe May 4th will be the day. I don't know. That would be the perfect day to use it. Yeah. Or the 5th. Yeah. Right. It's got to be one of those days. Yeah. 100%. Okay. uh, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. So I, I you asked me what my, like, go-to whiskey is. Um, what is your, what is your, like, if you see it, that's the whiskey I'm going to drink. Not going to worry about the price. Or have you seen a whiskey in a place where you were like, today's the day. I'm going for it. What is uh, it? Honestly, if I could drink McKellen 18, afford to drink McKellen 18, I fucking would. I love it. It's It's got the right amount of smoke to it. Super caramel vanilla notes to it. And it's, it doesn't like burn as much as you would think a scotch does. Plus it's from, I really dig the, um, I can't remember if it's from the Isles or Speyside, but whatever um, scotches come from that region uh, in Scotland are usually pretty on point. Like I've never been disappointed by, uh, I want to say it's the Isles region, but I'm yeah, not sure. like I said, so. like I mean, that gets back into the fucking, the water and shit yeah. like that. Like, I don't want to sound like a snob or anything like well, that, but I know enough to know what I like. And I like, I, like all of that comes into play. And this is just a quick side story, but the reason why New York pizza is what it is, a lot of people say it's the water to the point. Really? Yep. Because of the dough and they make the dough with New York water. There was a time. I don't know if it's still happening. I do not think that it is. New York City was selling water to Italy. Get the fuck out of here, like bottle like Dasani, like oh, this not like is not New like, York but yeah, water. like in that same kind of process. And that was like I actually this summer when I go visit my parents because I always make pizza when I'm down there, and usually mm-hmm. I just bring raw pizza dough down mm-hmm. from here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do that same thing, but I'm also just gonna bring a gallon of New York water, and I'm just gonna be like. <laughs> I'm like, let's make this uh, these crusts right. with just this water instead you of. You can uh, taste the yeah. infestation and poverty. It's great. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, what like it, it all it all has a play New on York it. Water. Everything, yeah. Okay, so that's, okay. Yeah, McAllen that's eighteen. Yes, like yes, McAllen eighteen. It's it's delicious. I fucking love it. But uh, Drew, can I? Uh, do you mind if I regale in a story that uh, of our previous times and the first time you ever visited New York? Uh, yes, please regale us with that sh- shit show of a shenanigan. All right, so we had a beautiful weekend. It was Drew's first time in New York. He made some yep. awesome meatball sandwiches, which we snuck one into a movie theater. And my buddy Nick was like, oh, I'm going to get a hot dog. And I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Wait, do you remember which movie it was? Uh, we saw the Lego Movie Part. Yes, no, it was the first one. This is the first one. It was the first one. Yep. Yes, the so very we saw first the one. Lego Movie Part One, which we were all very excited to see. Nick worked at a bar near there. I also worked there, but I wasn't working that day. He made meatball right. subs. We wrapped one in tin foil, put it in my coat. We sat down in the theater, and I handed it to him. Nick was the most excited person in the world. <laughs> oh but my god, meatball sandwich! <laughs> at this bar, it was a, uh, it was like a, it was a pizza place, but not just like a pizza shop. They like had a martini night, decent back bar, like uh, the a pizza, gastro kind of thing. Yeah, kind uh, of a gastro, gastro pub pizza. kind of feel. Yeah. Good pizza, nah, overpriced probably. I don't know. I haven't uh, been it's back New York, there since. Everything's overpriced. Oh well, yeah. Right. You know, I live in that world. Right. Um. So, uh, Drew sat down at this bar for the first time, and uh, what did you decide? Well, I mean, I had I had some money in my pocket. I had came, uh, you know, right after tax season. My birthday's right around tax season, so I had some guap in my pocket. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna ball out. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. And I sat down at the bar and I ordered. Um, well, I was just a finger of Johnny Walker Blue, and I I was the first person to. Crack that bottle, right? You cracked like, that bottle, and you wore that as a badge of honor, man. You were yes, fucking stoked. As you and should I be. fucking as regret it. Because I fucking, I was like, all right, cool. Top shelf fucking scotch. Like, let, like Johnny Walker is scotch, right? Yes. Right. So I was like, fuck yeah, top shelf scotch. Like, let's go. I got a finger of it. And everybody was like, I remember everybody around your, uh, or in the restaurant you were working at the time was all like, oh, who got the Johnny Walker? Who got the Johnny Walker? Da-da-da-da. And I was just like, I just want fucking scotch. They look over at you and you're just like in a jean jacket, vest, right, hoodie. Like, wahoo? Right. Metal looking kid. like Right. <laughs> and honestly, I tried it. 
underwhelming. Super underwhelming. For what I paid for yeah. it, I can't even remember what I paid for it. I think it was like 60 or $70 or some shit for a finger. Yeah, it, it was in that price range, which I'm only remembering that because I went through the prices in where I'm at, and we sell it for... We sell it for $46, but I work in a bar that's like an honest working man's bar. So like, like meat and potato kind of thing. Oh, but it's like you're getting a fucking heavy pour. Oh, that's so nice. Like, so even if you're like, we have a Balvini 12-year that Ooh, I like Balvini. is fucking divine. And we sell that for 42 a pour? Way overpriced. Wait, do you, do you guys jig your shit out? No. no. Honest what? man working bar. How large are your fingers? That's the poor. Got right. it. Right. Like, I'm Andre the Giant, so just fill that bitch out. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. I'm going to say, we take care of people. This is the, yeah. Right. Our, our regular, if you get a one and one you're getting a double. That's just the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first started, I, they were like, you're not pouring drinks heavy enough. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. And no one's ever complained I'll show since. You. Glug, 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 glug. Uh, there's a whole nickname about me that's just Heavy Hand Colin, and I also make good drinks. All right, so tight. <laughs> right. I mean, you. I mean, you are. You are a good bartender. I've had your shit. You know what I mean? Like, so. I mean, that 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 fucking makes sense. You know what I mean? All right. Well, enough of the Johnny Walker shit. Yeah. Um, let's get into some of our favorite uh, cocktails. That are either, I mean, that are essentially whiskey based, like rye, bourbons, straight whiskey, you know, mashes, single malt. But I don't know why. Well, okay, do you know anybody who would make us a, uh, a cocktail out of a single malt? No. Yeah, that's kind of a bastardization. No. People right? do a uh, fuck. What's the drink? Um, I'm drawing a blank of the name, but it's half Drambuie and half a single malt, and I hate them for inventing the drink. Um, it's terrible. Drambuie's terrible don't drink it see i've never had dream yeah you never want to all right you don't just the name alone is a off-putting like no like tawaka like yeah it's in that same kind of house not as bad as tawaka which i totally forgot tawaka existed until right now oh, right. so <laughs> i have a whole side story about uh tawaka but well that's not we'll a that. day for today oh. i mean i will if you come to the bar and you ask for something specific, I'll fucking make it for you. I won't ne- like I will not tell you that I'm judging you for it, but like in my head I might be like, You're a fucking asshole. Like, why are you ruining this? But right. everyone likes what they like. I'm not gonna judge you for liking what you like. Yeah, out, out externally. Okay. Externally I won't judge you. But in my head I'll be like, You're ruining everything. Yeah, you're that you're a fucking idiot. Right. It's like You're not someone, even enjoying the spirit. It's like someone coming in and ordering a Basil Hayden uh, Old Fashioned. No. Basil Hayden not. is a divine spirit. It should be, it, if it's enjoyed any way other than neat, it is with a drop of water. At most. The very most. That's it. And I'm just I trying to get some that, leeway. Like water, I know water um, like separates the flavors, kind of opens up. The whiskey, you know what I mean? If you're doing anything other than that to, like, super refined, like, spirits, you shouldn't just go drink Jack Daniels. Like, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I, my regular practice, and this is my way of trying to help people experience spirits in the way that they probably should. If, if they order Basil Hayden on the rocks, I offer to give them rocks on the side. Smart move. That way they can do it themselves. And I'm like, especially if they're just trying it for the first time, I'm like, you should enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And fucking don't ruin it, man. Like, fuck. I, know, but I mean, being like a bartender, like service industry or someone who enjoys spirits like, and shit like that, like, does that make you feel like a little pretentious? Not in the way that I do it. It's like you know too much. It's I, I feel like that there are bartenders that, do it in a pretentious way. I don't think that I do it in that way because I am a very welcoming person. Right. I I do it in a way that is it's a favor to them, so that they can uh, they can try you it out. To, you want them to have the full experience, right? I I'm just looking yep. out for them. That's it. Like I'm not trying to 
make them feel belittled or anything. I want them to enjoy it for what it is. And then if they want to throw a bunch of ice in it, fine. That's their prerogative. Whatever. Uh, you're you paying your for it. Life. Your money's green. You, you know? want to spend this much money on this beautiful whiskey? Fine. I don't. Yeah. It's not my fucking money. Live right. your own life. So. Right. Okay. So as far as like adding um, or like bastardizing uh, drinks, we have talked about this before in the past. Um, old fashions. I love them. One of my favorite cocktails ever. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's got whiskey. It's 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 simple. It's it's not confusing. It is what it is kind of fucking thing. But you have stated in New York, there's no such thing as a cherry. There isn't. In an old fashioned. Well, I've learned so much about the old fashioned in this process of doing this episode and that the original mm-hmm. old fashioned was made with gin. What? Yep. No shit. No fucking gin? shit. Gin? Which I have not had one since, um, and I should have had one to prepare for this episode. But I have learned that the original Old Fashioned was made with gin, um, and how they describe it is it's a sugar cube, a little bit of water, bitters, gin, and then it's debate whether it's a orange zest and a cherry or just an orange zest, whatever. I'm out of that debate. I don't give a shit about it. Uh, um, and then the oh, when did the oh, fucking I had this written down, but the old fashioned. Okay, so um, in 1862, there was a book called Jerry Thomas's Bartender Guide: How to Mix Drinks. It was like the okay. first like massive cocktail book that has been put out. The first recipe was the old-fashioned Holland Gin Cocktail, which lump of sugar, whiskey glass, a little bit of water, lump of ice, two dashes of Angostura bitters, lemon peel, um, no cherry. Right. I like that. All right. Gin. And then you serve it with a bar spoon. Great. I mean, that's... Man, I need to go. Do you think you would get judged if you go into like a... Like a craft cocktail place and order that? I don't think so. Do you so. think the bartender would fucking know? I don't think so. I, I think that I order um, tequila old fashions pretty regularly. Yeah, which is, uh, what is that called? Well, if you mix it uh, with mezcal, it's a Oaxacan. A Oaxacan, yes. I used to have, uh, when I was still working in the industry, I had the bartender uh, make me one. And I was like, yes, do this, do this, do this. And she looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, just... Do it. Trust me. The, the homie is a bartender. He's a very good bartender. He, he he told me what was up. Just do it, and let's fucking try yeah. it. And that's pretty much all she drank for like two days straight. Yeah. It's a beautiful drink. The, it's delicious. The, the last— it's, uh, it's smoky. It's got sweet undertones oh to it. Now I just want one. Fuck, now Fuck. I want one, right? <laughs> the uh, the last one that I ordered, I, I just said, uh, like, I didn't order a Oaxacan, but I was like, can I get a tequila old-fashioned? And the bartender was like, that's as simple as it sounds, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty straightforward. Oh, my God. And then they, like, they were going through their tequilas. And I don't know. Their back bar tequila was not to my standard. Which I get aggressive with tequila. And that'll be a whole nother episode. Yeah. I mean, we can always do another installment of the Time Traveler series with uh, yeah. tequila. I mean, because yo soy frijolero. Like, I would love to discuss yeah. the so spirit I, of uh, my, my my country. Yeah. So then I ended up with uh, Mezcal Old Fashioned, but they were still just like, this is as simple as it sounds, right? And I was like, yeah, fucking beautiful Old Fashioned. I, like, I won't say the name of the place, but they crushed it. I had three. And then it was a whole different situation. And then I just drank Sparkling Rosé. So whatever. I didn't even know Sparkling Rosé was a thing, but I'm not surprised that I, it is. Yeah, I fucking love Sparkling Rosé. What, son? Come on. Um, okay, so we're we're a bit... I guess, okay, so we were talking about the cherry being involved. Mm-hmm. I think the, okay, so in relation to bourbon became America's whiskey. Yep. All right? And bourbon is a very sweet whiskey, which I don't have a sweet tooth, but I love bourbon. I think it's my, like, separation Same. for a sweet tooth. Like, right. I don't want a brownie for a dessert. I would like a, like a sweet whiskey, but not a port type deal. 
So um, <clears throat> when the old-fashioned moved across America, I believe that the cherry started getting involved. Well, where did the, Do we know the origin of the cherry? I don't know the exact origin because this is one of those things that's very he said, she said type thing. Uh, what, yeah. From what I've learned is the old-fashioned started with gin. New York developed it as the, like— cocktail of New York and no cherry was involved and I think that was in 1895 1895 okay. um, there was a article or book written by George Kapler that was called Modern American Drinks it listed so many recipes and there was the old fashioned whiskey cocktail and with that being said still no cherry involved alright yeah. Like, the old-fashioned is, like, the golden standard. Like, I judge bartenders based on their old-fashioned. I'm not saying I'm the best bartender in the world, but... You're the best bartender I fucking know. I mean, I appreciate that, but, like, you should get out more, all right? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I like to hang out with my cats, man. That valid. I'll take that. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, within, like, the cocktail world, and specifically in whiskey, I've learned a ton of different cocktails, whether it's a proper whiskey sour or based like a shitty bar whiskey sour or like a New York sour, which is a very weird cocktail that's actually delightful if it's made right. Okay, you're going to have to go over what a, uh, for our listeners what a New York, um, whatever the fuck that was. New York sour. All right, so. New York sour. I mean, there we go. We'll start with a whiskey sour, which is whiskey sour. And if you're at a place that's doing it right, they make their own sour, which is fresh fruit, lemon and limes little bit of orange, depending on if it's a southern thing, which I mm-hmm. fucking love a little orange in there, but we won't get into that. So right. properly, <laughs> it's a blend of lemon and lime. Great. Awesome. So it's, it's, so it's whiskey Sprite. If you have it, yeah, without any simple, though. It's just... No shit. So, it, so it's... If a proper very, sour, uh, it's just those two. All right. It's very... Great. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, It owns itself. You know what I mean? It is that's what it. it is. It's a very simple. Like it or don't. That's it. But a New York sour has a very interesting taste on it, which adds a dryness to the cocktail. Um, uh, wait, don't tell me. Vermouth. No. No, you, no, I don't think you'll guess this. I'll give you two more guesses. Okay. Uh, the dryness factor comes from see, a New York sour. Stop thinking is New it, York. It, just like New York's out of the question. Okay. Uh, is it rye? No. No? Okay. Um, is tobacco involved? No. Okay. What is it? I give up. You win. You add a topper, like you add a flow of red wine, of a dry red wine. That makes sense. Oh, it shit. Does. I didn't think like, you'd get there, like okay? Something super like leathery and shit like that. But it's actually fucking delightful. Definitely you can. That sounds like, good. It's a hangover in a glass. Like, Of course it is. Oh, my God. Sugar's but everywhere. You can have like one and like, ah, that's cool. Just before we get out of here, I just want to go over a quick whiskey builds and how they operate and how they kind of differentiate a little bit from each other. Um, like I've been saying this whole time, whiskey is such a convoluted family that... You know, it's all kind of the same shit with different variations or different regions and Mm -hmm. everything is... It's definitely subjective. Yeah, it's all subjective. But there are a couple specific things to why they are what they are. Um, So we'll start with bourbon. Bourbon has to be made with over 51% corn. Typically, they do it with 60 to 75%. The rest of the mash is whatever. Rye is in a similar boat. It has to be 51% rye. Cool. I mean, the bourbon thing would make sense because it's like a, it's sweeter and corn obviously has natural sh- sugars and shit. So that, that I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and rye is going to have a little bit more spiciness to it. Like Old Overholt's one of my favorite ryes. It's very much like good price point, has a good flavor. It's usually bonded, which means it has a higher alcohol percentage, which let's go. Right. Who doesn't like that? Um, Irish is a blend of malted and unmalted barley in that process. I mean, the exact origins of that are debated, but whatever, everything is subjective. Uh, Scotch is only made with malted barley. I wonder why that is. I wonder what that has to do with, like, the 
the actual like landscape of Scotland or what they have available for them. I feel like, like Scotch is it's all tradition. Like that is why Scotch is Scotch. That makes sense. Like that, that is how sense. they make it. The Irish changed what the Scots were doing, so they did it their own way. So I feel like that is why. Right. With, I mean, and like, Scotch whiskey is very revered within the world of yeah. whiskey. Which brings us into Japanese whiskey, which is made in almost across the board, a very similar process to Scotch, but it cannot be called Scotch because it's not made in Scotland. It's not from Scotland. Great. Whatever. Still. Right. Delicious. Delicious. And it's crushing the whiskey connotation. Um, Canadian whiskey is usually made from a barley blend. Um, well, it's made from blended barley, but barley's not easily found in Canada. So that's a whole thing that I do not know much about. Um, but I know it started I'm, back in the 1800s when uh, rum was mixed with fancy wines and it was a whiskey spirit made from grains. And, uh, yeah, I don't know much about Canadian whiskey. I don't, even though if I'm in the Midwest, I drink it quite a bit. Here in New York, you really don't see that much Canadian whiskey other than Crown Royal. That's weird because you're so, I mean, up in New York City, you're so, you're closer to the Canadian border than I am. And I see Canadian whiskey everywhere in Nebraska. Dude, the this bar that I used to frequent had a bottle of Canadian Club. And I drink Canadian Club as a nostalgia thing. Yep. I see it. Yep. I have to order it. There's still a bar that I go to here that has it. It's way overpriced. I still pay it because... Canadian club is overpriced. It's not yeah. that good to be overpriced. I ordered a drink once, and this was four years ago. <laughs> and I got a double at a bar that serves doubles all the time. That's prime. That's what they serve. They don't serve singles unless you order it. It uh, was $19. <laughs> get the fuck out of here for Canadian club. Yep. Fuck no. I paid it. I asked fuck him about no. it, but I was like, well, I ordered it, so... Cool. Well, I guess I'll fucking drink it. And I still I, I still know all those bartenders. They're all great. Like, I right. get it. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think we covered everything that we wanted to cover today. But, you know, as always, before we end the episode, is there anything you would like to plug or let our listeners know about? Um, yeah. So I'm on twitch.tv slash Chronicles. We do a show on there called the BFCU where we go through different universes of cinema in chronological order rather than release order. Currently, we're going through great. the Fast and Furious universe. And oh, you're still doing that. Nice. Yeah, almost done with that, and I'm quite excited to be done with that. Uh, but you can find our information <laughs> on there and on our Instagram. We also do a show called Have You Played? I Mostly Produce For, where we talk about obscure video games or a video game someone else hasn't played. I'm trying to get Drew on an episode uh, sometime soon. And yes, no, I'm looking forward to that. I would very much like to be a part of that. Yeah, um, which, yeah, we're fucking stoked about that. And I also, yeah, I think that's about it right now. Otherwise, I'm just, uh, you know, doing my thing. Yeah, Screw it in life. Hanging out. If you want to find me on my personal, it's uh, at Colin Ferguson. Not the famous actor. One day I might end up having to fight him. Highlander style. Won't say any specifics, but coming for you. <laughs> Just bring your broadsword and makeup. You'll be all right. God, I have a broadsword literally over here. <laughs> Why do I believe that? <laughs> uh, Drew, right. how can uh, people find you? Um, you can find me. Or uh, I don't really have anything. My own personal social media plug, but you can find uh, Colin and I on. Um, anywhere you can, you listen to podcasts. You can also email us at that service podcast at gmail.com. We're also on, um, sinnation.net, which is a local group of podcasters here out of Omaha. They have a Facebook page called Synergy Nation. You can find, um, us and a bunch of other local dope podcasts on, uh, also, if you are listening and you like what you hear, please feel free to contribute to um, these episodes so we can keep putting it out for you. I personally pay to have these episodes mixed myself. This shit doesn't happen for free. So if you like the content and you want to keep it coming, uh, you can support us. There will be a link in the bio. 
And yeah, man, I think that's about it. Colin, it's always, always good to see you. It's always a pleasure, but I do, I want to mention one more thing because our, I think our biggest fan, like, I know you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this guy is our biggest fan. He lives in Australia. <laughs> Brother. Brother. Uh, Brother. <laughs> like Mikey was like, when are you guys putting out more episodes? So I'm very excited to see, like for him to hear this one because that dude supports us so much. And he's so oh, far across so the goddamn world. So Mikey, Mikey, thank you so much. Fucking. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for you to come back to New York. And I'm waiting for that hand grasp. All right. I right. can't wait. That's so, the most epic high fives ever, right? Oh, no, my God. We had the best high fives. 